Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Restoring Report podcast. I'm super excited for what we have for you guys today. Thank you for choosing this uh, show out of all the things that you could have listened to while you're in the car or working out or whatever. Um, today, I have an interview. This is my third interview, um, and I'm going to be in- interviewing two of my best friends who are dating on the subject of staying involved in community and man- maintaining friendships um, during the dating season. And the reason I do these interviews is because a lot of the times they'll talk about stuff that I haven't actually gone through yet. So I want to hear the um, opinion of somebody who has. So today we're going to talk about staying involved in community um, while you're dating, because I think a lot of the times um, people uh, in the dating culture don't, and it, it, they kind of um, have a hard time, you know, staying integrated with their friends who maybe aren't dating or who are... Um, I mean, they're spending time with each other, so they're spending less time with their friends. So just balancing out that whole um, dynamic. And my guests today are Joey Lester and Emily Whitaker. I've known Joey for about, oh gosh, probably 14 years. <laughs> Your entire life. <laughs> yeah, my basically my entire <laughs> life. Um, so some of you have been listening for a while may, may recognize the last name, Joey Lester. Um, I interviewed his parents on marriage just um, last month, I believe, and today I'm doing their son, so this should be interesting. And um, Emily, I've just gotten to know better pretty recently, but here's the thing. I knew her brother um, a while ago through a high school that I used to play basketball at, and then I met her brother also again at a mutual friend of the Lesters and the Hensleys. So um, today, I'll just go ahead and what's how did you guys meet? How long have you been dating? What's a little bit of your background story. Joey, you can go, and then Emily, you can just give your own narrative of it. Well, we've been dating now for about a year and a half, about a year and a half, and yeah, I got it right. (laughs) Okay, specifically, it's been 18 months, three days. (laughs) So a year and a half in, and we met at school, both went to the same community college. We actually had mutual friends, we had passed in the night, but we had not been introduced. Oh, I see. So I actually ran into her brother at school for the first time. And it, no, I lied. <laughs> I ran into her brother at a friend's house. And then I saw him again at school. And I recognized him, but I didn't remember who he was. So I went up to him and I said, oh. I think I know you. Who are you? And he said, oh, I'm Jonathan Whitaker. You met me at the Jackson's house. I was like, Oh, yes. Yes, that's where. And that is when he called you over and introduced 
me to you and i was it, that was it i was hooked from there on out it was, just, <laughs> it was over <laughs> it was if, over <laughs> if you can't tell joey and emily are absolutely smitten so i thought this would be <laughs> they would be the perfect couple uh, to do this and emily what about you were you in uh, joey's program yes no. we were in the same program together we we're going for the same thing and it was funny we were um i think we met when we were still taking our prerequisites exactly um and my brother, yeah, he saw him and he's, he leans over to me. He's like, that's Joey. And I was like, Joey, you? And he's like, he's like oh, you know, we know we've, we've met him at some, some friends house. And I was like, I don't think so. So he called him over and, you know, invited him to do like the, um, the Bible study they had going on at the school. Mm-hmm. And he started coming to that. And we actually had one class together before the program, but he had to, to withdraw because of the flu. Oh, and he had like maybe one class, so I never saw fun. him. But oh, um, but that would have been fun. So then, yeah, we we got into the and the together. spark was started. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so today I've got about eight questions for you guys. We're just gonna go through these in order. Um, I know I've sent them to you guys as well, but you don't have to have anything prepared. Just whatever comes to mind, just let me know. Um, how would you? Uh, the my first question is: How would you say that your relationship with your family has changed after you started dating? And would you say that it's changed at all, or would you say that it's been a small change or a large change? How would you describe it? I would describe it as a pretty small change. Okay. Um, there's definitely uh, frequent <clears throat> inquiries about. <laughs> so, where are you going? Are you going? Are you going to see Emily? <laughs> My sister was hilarious because even. Even you can't keep anything from your siblings, no. and anyone who has siblings knows that. But um, even before I had asked you to date, um, anytime I would go somewhere, my sister would be like, "Is Emily going to be there? Did you see Emily? Did you see Emily today?" And I said, I answered yes or no accordingly. But oh yeah, she was very on to me. So she had the inklings. Oh, yeah. She had she had suspicions before it was. I love that. Definitely did. But, but you would say it hasn't changed much. I would say it hasn't changed. A whole okay. lot. I mean, there's a few times when, you know, my sister's like, oh, I really wish you could come do this. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, I have yeah. something. I was going to say something better to do. I don't really mean it that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that makes total sense to me. Um, Emma's very, Joey's sister is very uh, perceptive. <laughs> so I'm not shocked at all. Emily, how would you say that your relationship with your family has changed after you started dating? Or would you say that it's changed at all? Um, it's, you know, it's happened along with, you know, trying to juggle college and stuff like that. I mean, we pretty much started dating right as we were going into like an intense program. So it's, it's kind of been a little bit of a different, um, perspective from the get go, but just trying find, to find time to balance between maintaining those, um, family relationships, but also making time to adequately get to know the person that you're dating as well, I think was was important too yeah and that's that yeah you just summed that up perfectly that's kind of the balance we're talking about today is maintaining um a healthy connection with your family and friends while at the same time getting to know this person that you're you know is a potential life partner for you so that can be hard from what i've seen for a lot of people and i know um that's one of the reasons i'm not there yet but i know a lot of people um run into that wall when they are Um, And I've seen them, you know, talking about it and everything. So I thought it would be a good idea to ask people who are right in the thick of it. Um, You know, know, you're you're on the seesaw already. You're balancing things. In the thick of it. I wouldn't have put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, you mentioned, Emma, kind of wanting you to 
a couple times where she said, oh, Joey, I wish you could come do this with me, um, probably in a friend or social setting. How would you say that your relationship with your friends has changed since you started dating? So it, the family's changed very little for you, but how would you say your relationship with your friends has changed and has it changed at all? Is it just small like the family or is it a little bit bigger? How would you describe it? <clears throat> well, you you live with your family, so I still spend a lot of time with my family, immediate mm-hmm. family. Yeah. But the friend circle has probably changed a little bit more just because with being busy with different things that have to be done, school and working, mm-hmm. the the friend, the amount of time that you can give to friends yeah. is finite. And when you are trying to get to know someone, you kind of have to give them a little bit more time. So we have had to say no to social gatherings to a degree because we need some time just to spend with just the two of us. Yes, that makes total sense. Because you can't, it's harder to really get to know someone if you're always in a crowd of people. 100%. Because how can you get to know them better than the guy right across the table? (laughs) Because if you, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. So that those circles have changed a little bit more just because there's only so many hours Things in a day. Yeah. 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 You I I watched a YouTube video a while ago and it talked about it compared the human life to a jar and it said you only have so much room in this jar. So you need to put the big things in first. And they showed them putting like these large rocks in. And, you know, there's some space, there's some gaps in it. And then they said, you can fill up the remaining gaps with something a little bit smaller, you know, that might not matter as much. Um, But make sure you get the priorities in first. (laughs) And then it showed, you know, them putting like um, pebbles and marbles in. and You you still have room. And then he said, and then after that comes the extracurriculars and the, 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 the long hours at work and the, the minuscule things. Those is just, those are, that's the sand that you can just fill up the rest of the jar with. And then they pour, they reversed the experiment and did the same thing, but by putting in the sand first, the small things and the jar would not hold. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just really interesting. I thought it was a good um, visual to just. Say exactly what you just said, that you have to get in the the important things you have to prioritize or you're going to run out of time because we only have so much time. Hi, guys. I just wanted to take a quick break and tell you about a few opportunities that you have as listeners to support this show. Number one, you can rate and review this podcast. Every rating and review I get helps promote my podcast on distribution sites. If you haven't already done so, it takes 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating and a written review. Number two, you can become a financial supporter of this podcast with a monthly contribution. Just scroll to the bottom of the show notes found in the description of each week's episode and click on the link labeled support this podcast. Many, many thanks to all my past and future supporters, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Emily, would you add anything to that, or would you just pretty much say Joey summed it up? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and like I said, I mean, I think it's still important to to reach out to a friend. Like, it always meant a lot, like, you know, when my friends knew I was, like, in a really busy program, just say, hey, how you doing? It meant a lot, and I would, you know, yeah. try to do the same, respond, or at least acknowledge them on their birthday, even if I knew I couldn't be there for them. I mean, you know, we've been given such amazing resources to stay connected, and I think sometimes we abuse them, and sometimes... At the same time, we can use them for great ways, and that's, you know, to reach out and just, you know, if God puts it on our heart to reach out to a friend, you know, just to do that, because, yeah. I mean, maybe it's just what they need for that day, you know, maybe yeah. they're like, hey, I need some prayer, and it's like, well, I can do that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying that you can actually be present in the lives of your friends without actually just doing the time. There are ways that you can There are actually... ways to, to, yeah, to modify, to change yeah. it, to make it 
adapt to your circumstance. You yeah. know, like when you are limited on physical presence, you know, one thing we found is, you know, he may not always be able to, to come down and see me or Ian. We may not always be able to get us together as often as what we'd like. But sometimes just a, a phone call yeah. is, is, you know, so much Great. better than silence. Absolutely. And we live with technology, so we can do stuff like that. Like Absolutely. we can do a FaceTime in the middle of, you know, uh, 2,000 miles across the country or whatever, or whatever. Yes. Um, and that gets into the whole um, distance dating thing. But yeah, I, I really like that you pointed that out because I, I think a lot of people forget about that. Oh, you can still be involved through a text, through a phone call, through, uh, you know, if you're old fashioned, the mail, <laughs> just any kind of, you know, reaching out to somebody. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, so you would say this is the third question that I have, and it kind of goes right, right in hand with those first two. I've heard it said before that, um, you know, keeping that healthy connection with your community. So that would be everything, all of your circles, um, becomes more challenging once you've found your special someone, because then all of a sudden here you have this person who obviously you're, you know, really invested in and, um, you're, you're spending a lot of time with. So it, it can come hard to like it, your focus changes. So, but you would say that it, you would, it's been easier for you to do, um, to do that well. And you're, it hasn't been as much of a challenge. Is that, is that what, is that what your experience is? Yeah. Easy. It's not really easy. I guess really the only way I know to describe it, and I don't even really like this, but you, you have the amount of time that you can give to your social life yeah, and you kind of have to split it. Mm -hmm. Um, not all the time, you know, we, we get together with friends, Yeah, we go to parties, we do mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, but the busier you are, the less time you have for that. And then when you only, you know, if there's only three, four hours in a week, I mean, usually it's not that bad, but in a really busy, on a really busy week, you know, if we've only got three or four hours to spend together, we usually choose to not spend it at a social event. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes it, it does make it harder yeah. because um, you just have to kind of split your time. Yeah. But if you can, you know, the, the less busy you can make yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The easier it is. Yeah. I know I've talked a lot about that on my blog of not throwing out what you guys have, but throwing out the sand, the stuff that isn't really. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I was trying to get. Yeah. At. There's things that you, you do as a single person that you don't even think about, but they're complete wastes of time. Yeah. And they're not inherently bad, but just when you have less time, you have to manage it better. Right. Exactly. Totally, totally agree. That makes total sense. Um, Emily, would you add anything to that? That. Um, thought that Joey just perfectly put. <laughs> no, I think he. I think he put it very well. I think, like you said, it's, it is. It is challenging, but you just kind of have to, you know, just move forward and look at it from you know one situation to the next. Yeah, because it's it is hard. It is tricky, and trying to keep it balanced. And sometimes you do have to say, hey, you know, I have this friend over here; they need me. But you know, still prioritizing your relationship as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, Emily, I'm going to ask you this one first. What are some tips that you would give? Um, newly dating couples for balancing their time exactly the way that you're talking about um, mm -hmm. between family and friends and each other. Because like Joey said, I mean, you've got to have that one-on-one, -on -one. you got to protect that. And at the same time, you've got to be involved in your community, your family and your friends. Um, and then, you know, then there are the, the, the 
kind of the necessary, the evil necess- necessities of working <laughs> and um, schooling and all these all these other schedule things. So how would you, what are some tips you would give newly, newly dating couples for balancing all that? I think it's good if you can include them in, you know, family activities like, you know, he's come in and celebrated birthday parties with my family before, mm-hmm. you know, and including him in stuff like that. And he's included me in, um, you know, things that his family's done. Yeah. Um, so you get to know the family, but you also get to, you know, um, spend some time together. Of course, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, we tell each other, hey, we need someone on one time. So then we just kind of like try to find that time, you know, if it, even if it means saying no to other things and just yeah. kind of taking it again one day at a time and seeing, you know, what the need is and is there something we need to talk about or, you know. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's good. I remember a home church a while ago. Um, for those of you listening, we, Joey and Emily, are part of a home church group that we do. We have about four, fam- four or five families who, um, depending on how you define families now, <laughs> meet together um, bi-weekly and we sit down and we talk about things that we're learning, um, that God is speaking to us. And afterwards, it's probably a goodness of five or six hour event because then after that we eat and then we visit for the rest of the evening until about nine or ten. Yeah. Um, so they're involved in that with uh, us as a group. Uh, it's a really good community. And I noticed when Joey and Emily started dating how before... Um, you know, before Emily um, was involved in the home church group and Joey was single, um, he would just kind of spend his time with his friends solely. And then um, Emily came in and I noticed him really, I noticed him, he was suddenly at a crossroads and he had the, 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 um, the job of walking a tightrope and balancing, um, hanging out with friends and um, investing in this very special person. So, and I, it was really interesting to watch them do that. I would see them do things like um, eat at the table, the community table with with all the friends, and then I'd see them, you know, an hour or two into visiting, just kind of go off and go on a walk by themselves, and then they'd come back. And I just thought I was just uh, that that one example pops to mind. Um, I was very impressed by that because I think, you know, for me, I would either be tempted to spend all my time with my my significant other, or I would just not know how to do that and stay in the group the whole time. So I feel like that was a a good example of you guys, um, you guys doing that balancing act. Joey, what would you say? What's some tips that you would give um, people or newly dating uh, people for balancing uh, community and family and friends? And um, well, obviously family more than friends and the priorities go down, but what's some tips you would give people for balancing things? I would just add to what you said, or um, you kind of have to bounce in and out a little bit. Yeah. Just go back and forth. Yeah. You don't want to spend all your time in one place or with one person. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and forth, especially if you're in a big crowd of people because no one even really notices yep. that you were gone. Yep. It's like, oh, we'll do this for a little while. We'll shoot some basketball and I'll disappear and take a walk with <laughs> with Emily and and I'll get back and you won't even know that I was ever gone. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's good. I think that's a really good, the the bouncing strategy, Mm -hmm. the bouncing, bouncing in, you know, bouncing out for a little break and then bouncing back. Yep. I love that. I see adults do that. (laughs) And they've got all this, these life experience and years and years of practice and learning these things. So yeah, that makes total sense to me. Um, What's your, what's your, this is a more complicated question. I'm trying to figure out how to word it. What's your priority philosophy during the dating season? Is your um, significant 
other your first priority or are your siblings and your parents? Because I've heard, um, I'm not going to bring the friends into this because they're obviously, I would say, less, less of a priority um, than your significant other and your, your, your family. But what about your, your family and your siblings um, versus your, your, your significant other? Because I've heard people say until you're engaged, your significant other should come second. And then I've heard them say until you're married, your significant other should come second. And then I've heard them say, well, even in the dating season, if it's serious, your significant other should come first. So what, what's your thoughts on, on that? Because I know that's a really hard question to answer, but just as a general rule, if it came down to the wire and you had to, A, go to Emily's, um, you know, if something of her that she really wanted you to be to, or you had to go to something that Emma really wanted you to be to, like how, what, what would it look like in your head? What would you say to yourself? Like, oh my, that would be a wrestle, wouldn't it? Emily would come with me to go to whatever Emma I got wanted you. to do. I got that's you. What we would do. I, that's, a, that's a good answer. So you're saying you would try to um, combine the... If, if yeah. at all possible, we could combine it. I realize all, all the time that's not going to be possible. Yeah. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as a first, second, third basis. I mm-hmm. would just say you have to know be more in tune to which need is the most at Mm. any given time. So some families traditions are really, really important. I I would never say, I I wouldn't say that Emily is first over my parents or my siblings or even second or third. I would just say that if, you know, I've spent, if I've gotten to spend a lot of the week with Emily Mm-hmm. and there was something that my family really wanted to do with me and Emily couldn't come, then I would probably choose to do that on the weekend. But if, you know, I had just gone to a big party with my family on Saturday and Emma wanted me to come and do something on Tuesday afternoon, I would probably say, well, no, I haven't seen Emily since Friday night. I need to go see her now. That's really good. So you're saying instead of looking at at looking at it as a numbers like priority thing you're talk you're looking at needs like yeah. what i've what needs have i met what needs have i not met who um is uh needs more from me r- right now that kind of thing there's there's always going to be times when somebody is hurt or doesn't get what they feel like they need but yeah i would definitely say that it's it's not yeah. it's i'm not prioritizing anything above you or necessarily you above anything else it's right. just what cuz that's a hard that's a hard line. Now, that's yeah. a hard line to walk because yeah. you you've grown up these eighteen years and or however you were probably tw- nineteen tw- you were probably twenty when you started dating right. Can't remember. <laughs> Somewhere in there, nineteen or twenty. Nineteen or twenty. I can't nineteen or twenty. Was I twenty? Okay. Okay, you were twenty. So you're probably so you have these twenty years of being you know really heavily involved with his family and suddenly there's this this person here that you've got to think of too. And Emily, I'm sure you can relate to that as yes. well. What would be your thoughts on that, on this whole, h- I mean, how to balance things? I think it is, is more of a balancing. I mean, like, you know, obviously there's some things that are very, very important, you know, to your family. I think, too, as they realize that maybe, like, you're kind of preparing to leave the nest, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It is hard on them, so you kind of need to be sensitive to that as well. But, I mean, that relationship you're building is very, very important. You really want to know that person, and you do need to put the time in and the effort. And, and you know, be yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. they need to know that, you know, you are a priority to them at least, not yeah. just something that, you know, is, is kind of 
if it happens, you know, if, I, if I get to see you this week, eh, you know, it'd be great, you know. Yeah, but, passivity. Um, exactly. But just, you know, again, like, it's a situation-by-situation situation thing. Like, there's certain things that my family likes to do at certain times, and, you know, I mean, if Joey can't come, then I'm like, well, I really feel like, you know, I need to do this right now. Yeah. And like, you know, so like you said, I think you put it well. It's a balance. Yeah. I totally agree. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, for a lot of people, I think it's finding they they may know they may in the back of their head know what you're saying um, about the finding the balance and looking at each situation, but it's the actual implementation that they stub their toes on. That is the hard part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and um, I really feel bad for them because you know. In our group, we only have two couples dating right now. Everybody else is single, um, even though we're, you know, getting older. And it's been really interesting for me to watch those two couples try to balance things. And I I'll, often I'll look at them and I'll, like, I'll be like, whew, you're in a hard position. You're in a hard position. I don't know what um, you're doing great. I'm backing you, whatever your decision in, in this situation. But, man, it's just been really um, sobering <laughs> to see you know, the decisions that dating couples have to make. So, but I, I think that's good and you guys have done great. And I'm, I'm confident that, um, people who are willing to use their head will do great in this area. So, um, how do you, how do I phrase this? How do you make each person feel like a significant piece of your life, um, in their respective places? So how do you make um, Emily, I'll, I'll ask you this one first. How do you make Joey feel um, important like you were just talking about? How do you make him feel like he's not just a passive project that you have going? How do you make him feel like he's... Um, what's some what's practical things that you can do to make Joey feel valued and that you you value him? We've been together for quite a while now. So, like, you know, there are times where you're like, I'll ask him opinion on something, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like, you know, he's he's a big part of my life and I want to know, you know, how he thinks, you know, how, how it could affect us, you know, because yeah. he might be able to provide that insight, you know, whereas, you know, sometimes, you know, I still think like a single person, you know, yeah. so, you know, I'll talk to him and, and, and I try to think of, you know, what, you know, what would he think, what would he want, you know, or suggest. And, yeah. um, you know, I try to, I try to listen to him and watch him and sometimes just surprise him and find out what his needs are, his, his love languages, if you will. Yeah. You know, I like, I like that concept, you know, what, what is his love language, you know, and, and I can tell by his mood, you know, what does he need? Does he need a little bit of more or something, you know? Yeah, that's great. So uh, you you said a lot of the good things there. You pointed out the asking his opinion on something. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great way. So asking your significant other their opinion. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I ask people, when I ask you your opinion, I I obviously value you um, in my life for some, in some, in some way, probably a lot. Um so that I think that would communicate if you're asking your your you know the person you're dating, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, I'm in this position. What do you think I should do here? Um, that person will receive a message of, oh, they just came from uh, to me with a life question. Um, I don't know. That would make me feel valued. So I, I really like you said that. And then you also mentioned the love languages. Mm -hmm. That's a great. That's a great way. So what 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 are some th what are some things that you've tested on Joey to see and to try and decipher his love language? <laughs> Well, we, we took the quiz. We took the quiz. Did you? Yes. Oh. We're basically flipped on the first two. I think we are. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. pretty. So. Oh, well, we, we both had the same first, like the first two were flipped, but like. Right. The, I don't even, what were they? Yours was physical touch and then quality time. And mine was quality uh, time and the physical touch. Oh, well, that works pretty <laughs> well. I know, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. 
So, okay, see, I've been trying to decipher Joey's love language for a long time, and I haven't <laughs> actually been able to do it. Miss Amy thought it was acts of service at one point, and I know she changed her mind, and then she probably guessed it correct, because she's his mother. But me, I am not his mother, so it's been a lot harder for me. Yeah. Um, and I've tried a couple, you know, different things throughout the years. Oh, I'll bring you a gift from the Grand Canyon and see what you think of it. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll uh, give you a hug at the next meeting and I've, see how... I've liked every gift you've given me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I've had... It's been tough going because he seems to react well to all of them. So yeah. whenever that happens, it's hard to decipher, but I'm glad you guys found out. And so. I think I think you can be a combination. Like, sometimes I feel like I need more of one than the other. Like, it still, like, tickles me when he's, like, listen and he surprises me me with something that you know he knows i'll enjoy or you know that will mean something to me yeah and that means a lot because i know he's listened and taking the time so yeah i'm definitely a combination but i definitely like it when he can sit down and just listen to me and talk to me too yeah i love that that's a really common one for a lot of people i think is mm -hmm. the well for a lot of guys i know it's physical touch yeah but i also know that um quality time is kind of a common one for a lot of people because yeah. i think people really do feel valued by the 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 one-on-one -on -one or the um, spending, you know, separated time for that. Even if quality time maybe isn't your love language, mm -hmm. I think if you're just starting dating, you need to make it your love language. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> absolutely. I to I'm totally with you there. Um, Joey, what would you, what would you say um, is a way that you make Emily feel like a significant piece of your life? What's a couple things that you do in that area? Well, we, and you pointed out after we took our love language quiz, I think we both were, was gifts near the bottom. I like, think I so. think we might've like gifts may have even been the last one on each of our lists. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do get her a lot of gifts. Okay. And I just, means a lot. I just like to, if, Shower. if she mentions something <laughs> that, and a lot of it is just stuff that she needs. Like I need pencils for school. Yeah. <laughs> I need candy, and I'll <laughs> here they are. Uh, yeah. I've brought her many, many peanut yeah. M and M's and, and Reese's cups and gummy bears. Yes, yeah. I think that Joey. I think that's a common guy thing of wanting to be able to provide and meet a need. I think guys do want to meet needs, mm -hmm. and if there are no needs, they kind of wilt because they feel <laughs> pointless <laughs> because they are not able to contribute. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and that's um, one thing I've had to learn with him is learning to say yes. It's okay. You can help me because I don't like. She accepting help oh so you, um, i got you you know i feel like it's a burden to people and i just it it's it's just a hard thing for me and so you know learning to say yes joey you know help me i appreciate it i yeah. learned that's one of the ways i can make him feel loved but is by letting him do what mm -hmm. you know he feels led to do yeah that's really good that's a good point that's really good because if everybody's independent and nobody need, needs each other I feel like connection kind of gets lost because okay. nobody's helping each other. Nobody's meeting needs. Nobody's sacrificing. Nobody's compromising. It's just, I'm taking care of myself. You're taking care of yourself. And the train moves on. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I really like that um, you guys have that. You guys have so early come to that because I feel like there are so many people like still married today, you know, my um, husband saying, I, I don't need a woman. And, and then these feminists saying, I don't need a man. And then all, it just, it's just a, it's just a mess of broken relationship because nobody wants to need anything. So I think that's really good that you guys uh, pointed that out. Um, what's one way that um, dating couples can find common ground and interact with their single friends who aren't in the dating season? Because I've heard this question a lot of, oh, I'm dating now. My friends aren't. Um, we've kind of lost that commonality of being single. 
So how would you say people, how would you say you guys have navigated that and what's some ideas that you would have for other people helping them navigate that difference? Well, I would just say like, if you're taking a walk in the park and your friends are with you and you're holding hands, just get that friend in there and in between you and hold their hands <laughs> and everybody feels included oh and you just, um, you really have to be good at those third wheel relationships. Third wheel just type include, thing. Include that third wheel, you know, don't share your food with them, but anything else. <laughs> I got you. Sounds good. Emily, what about you? What's, What's one way dating couples can find common ground with their single friends? You know, just inviting a small group of friends that, you know, get along well. Maybe that would hang out before you start dating and just, you know, see how it goes. And, you know, and if everybody seems open or receptive and seems comfortable with it, you know, just, you know, can do things in a group, you know, and think, you know, yeah, I can take time to figure out. But just, you know, taking that time to figure it out. Because I think if a friend's, you know, close enough or a good enough friend, they're not going to just want to lose your friendship because you're seeing somebody. So, right. Um, you know, I think just finding time and ways to incorporate them into, yeah. you know, group activities or, you know, yes, sometimes you would have to make time one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And thankfully we all get along very well. That's true. So, Our group does get yeah. along. No. Um, almost all of us, actually. We, we, we've got a really, we've got a really, um, good group. Yeah. Good group. I haven't, I have not met any of Emily's friends that, that you I didn't, didn't like, didn't yeah. like, or didn't get along with well. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I mean, just yesterday we went on a seven mile hike, you know, three hours from here and we had one dating couple and then a bunch of singles. So I don't know. It's, and it worked fine. It seemed like it worked fine to me. So it worked fine. (laughs) I think you guys are doing good with the, the, the meshing with singles, um, area without, you know, it being awkward or you feeling like you're ahead or behind or just Get, like they're not capable. I just think you guys did great there. So, oh, your brother is very incapable. Just, every, every oh, time Jonathan's he amazing. A selfie, he just got right in there and yeah. Oh goodness. Um, what's uh, one thought that you guys would leave with the the people listening? What's one thought out of everything, all the amazing stuff we've talked about? What's one thought or idea that you would leave them with as they close this out? I did not kiss her on the lips. I kissed her on the cheek. (laughs) Oh my god! I think it's important just to take your time and be careful about it. You know, it doesn't have to end. You know, in a certain way. You know, I said. You know, it's. You know, we started off as friends. You know, we actually spent some time as tutors together, and so sometimes, you know, when or, you know, tutories wouldn't show up, we'd sit there and we'd just, you know, chat. And so we were able to develop friendship and that, and that helped, you know, because yeah. we obviously knew that, you know, we, hey, we could, you know, talk and enjoy being around each other. So, you know, it's yeah. okay to take your time. And, and even after he asked me to date him, I still made him like, wait a month until I gave him an answer because I wanted to pray about it. You know, yeah. I just didn't want to rush anything. You know, I knew we had a, a big responsibility with the earth school coming up and I just didn't want to, you know, compound any problems you know trying to develop a relationship but we've made it work you know yeah. i think it's just important to be prayerful about it yeah that's that's good advice um thank you guys so much i've really liked talking to you um today a lot of the people that i've interviewed and i'm going to interview are older so it was good to do a younger couple um but i thought you guys presented a lot of great stuff today um for those of you listening remember you can um follow the restoring report podcast on instagram now you can um sign up to give um financially 99 cents 4.99 or 9.99 a month 
The link to do that is in the show notes of each week's episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this again. I know that you have a lot of things you can listen to do, and not even in the podcast world, you could play music or um, do a lot of things. So thank you guys so much for um, choosing this show and supporting the show um, with your time. And next time I will be doing a reading or an interview. I haven't decided which, but that will be coming very soon. So until then, we will see you guys later. And thank you so much for listening today.